Polisic on the run. Polisic has Wea. Polisic rolls it in. Tim Wea! Bale scores. And it's Matt Turner gets a hand on it. And you can see his reaction after. He feels he should have saved it even, but the sheer power. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily presented, as always, by BetMGM. Joe G. Aaron Hawksworth live from National Harbor in Maryland, just outside the nation's capital. It's an exciting week. Maryland mobile sports betting will go live tomorrow. We're here. We're here yesterday, here today, doing all the shows in the BetQL network. And we have it's a perfect time, right? Monday Night Football last night, college football uh, over the weekend, NFL Sunday, and, of course, the World Cup going on right now. We just played you the cut there, Team USA and, and Wales yesterday. And, and let's talk some World Cup after really what was a historic upset this morning. Joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Brad Thomas, betting analyst, NBC Sports Edge. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com. To learn more, Brad, let's talk about this upset. You know, what does this do? The Saudi Arabia upset. What does it do to shake up the World Cup um, with the group, the champion, everything? Take us into your thoughts after a historic upset. Yeah, first of all, that game was absolutely crazy, and I'm sure there were thousands of people out there who were betting minus two for Argentina and minus eight hundred for Argentina money line, which was absolutely ridiculous. It should have hit, but it didn't. I just wanted people to put this in perspective. Like, it was such a massive upset, but. Argentina went from a plus 550 favorite to win the World Cup to a plus 650 favorite to win the World Cup. The only thing that it really did was it gave a little bit of value for them to win their group. Before they were minus 250 to win their group, now they're plus 160. Mexico, uh, L3 is not not a good team, not the team that we, we've grown in love. Poland struggles a lot, and we can see a lot of mixed bag between Poland, uh, Mexico, and Saudi Arabia. So if you want to still take Argentina to win the group, I wouldn't be shocked if they still come out on top. So for those who are newer to sports betting and, you know, here in Maryland, people can now um, bet on their apps. What is your overall strategy? What markets do you like to bet in in the World Cup? What kind of advice can you give um, for players? Yeah, so basically, like, these teams haven't seen each other uh, in quite some time. Maybe some have because, you know, how they pick teams is they pull them out of different pots. So you're not going to play teams. You're not going to have the same teams from your, your same qualification group. So I very first I start I tread kind of light, um, massive favorites. It's more it's more fun to back goals than spreads um, because a lot of these teams, like what Saudi Arabia did early in that game, they're going to try to play a nice close tight game one one zero zero. Those are the results they want. So you're not going to see a lot of blowouts. England on the other hand was a blowout because the game got out of control early. So for me, I try to play a lot more team totals under and over um, than spreads, and also I like to attack aging back lines so uh, teams who have a lot of older players in defense this is a long tournament as they continue they're going to be it's going to be you know it's not your normal rest week uh you know they're not going to go home in their own bed they're going to be tired so backing uh fading teams with weak back lines is something you want to do as you go through the tournament brad what do we take away from the usa draw versus wales yesterday i mean it felt like there were opportunities there missed opportunities for team usa what's the biggest takeaway for you after that draw um man it's tough right because we dominated that game um and for the first time ever uh, i looked like greg berhalter's decisions with his lineups were the correct one 
Um, but it just shows you. We only have one player on that team who's played in the World Cup. That youth really showed late in the game. And Tyler Adams, as the captain, has to tell his guys, we have to continue going forward. We can't sit back. We can't just sit back and defend. Play smart. Don't foul. But, uh, you know, when, you, when you're when you young on that major stage, don't want to let your country down. You make decisions like fouling somebody in the box or or not staying aggressive just because you're young. It's, it's, it's something that, you know, the United States – this is the best generation that we've had in a long time in soccer. We're not there yet, but at least we're swinging with the big dogs. We saw one of the biggest upsets in World Cup history already this morning. Uh, when you look at the board, if you had to guess, where could you see another potential upset coming? Oh, man, if I look at the board, another potential upset, I would probably go with – it's not even that massive, but – I'd probably go with Canada versus Belgium at plus 525. Um, the Canadians have a group of, of great forwards, uh, Jonathan David, Kyle Aaron, uh, uh, Trey Buchanan, and it's going against a Belgian team who's kind of underwhelmed, um, you know, without a in, in, fit, in fitness uh, Lukaku, a lot of a lot of ownership's going to go on Kevin De Bruyne and, and uh, Bachelet. So I think that Canada, if they play the game the correct way, they have all the pieces they need to kind of just push this uh, Belgium team to the brink. If they keep it 0-0 or 1-1 late in the 70th, 80th minute, they can go forward and get a winner. All right, let's, let's talk about your plays for today. Give us your thoughts on today's games, the ones we still have to come here. Uh, favorite plays for today, Mexico, Poland coming up, uh, France, Australia coming up. Give us your thoughts on those games. Yeah, so I uh, I don't really love the board today outside of I was on Denmark in a kind of a little parlay um, action, but right now it looks like I'm going to push that. But Mexico-Poland, if you want to play that game, I bet both teams to score. Um, you know, this Mexico team is going to get one. Poland is notorious for conceding goals. And then you have Robert Lewandowski on the side of Poland, uh, probably the best striker in the entire world. So it's plus money in a lot of places, so it's good, good value for something that I think has uh, – you know, more upside than 50%. In France, I think you can get a little cheeky with this. Depending on you know how you build this out, you can go France to win in over two and a half goals or France to win and killing Mbappe to score. Mbappe is playing out of his mind. Uh, no Kareem Benzema, so Mbappe is going to take the penalty kick should they get one. He's just that brilliant of a player where it's worth it. The poor Socceroos, you know, <laughs> they have to play against the juggernauts week, uh, in game one. I love it. Cheeky, just an underutilized word there. Yes. Um, what about an early look ahead to Friday after England just dominated Iran 6-2? to two. Um, What are some of your favorite plays for Friday? You know, this is going to be a tough game for me to kind of strategize against. I'd probably look in the corner market first. Um, I would see, like, you know, it's not set yet, but once the corner market's set, if England's set, sitting somewhere around like four and a half, five, I'd probably take the over in that. You won't, you won't get an argument from me if anybody wants to bet on England. That team is absolutely stacked. And for once, for once, uh, Gareth Southgate took the training wheels off this team and he played the perfect lineup. He had so much pace, so much quality in the final third. The United States is in for a long game, and I, I'm pretty sure I know what Greg's going to do. Berhalter's going to want to sit back and try to grind this one out because he knows one point after drawing with, with Wales – one point from England could be the deciding factor of advancing or getting bounced out of group play. 
Uh, when you look forward, or excuse me, look back the first couple of days, any takeaways with the way the games have gone in terms of style? Like, can you extrapolate anything for the first couple of days into the kind of tournament we're going to have, or is this all just single matchup dependent? Because you know, I always wonder, watch the beginning of a tournament, are we watching a certain kind of tournament, or is it just that team versus that team produce that result? Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of the African and Asian uh, countries you know, play a little bit harder. I, I, this kind of surprised me. But, like, you think about it, Saudi Arabia, Tunisia, those those countries are not very far away from Qatar. So it's going to be a home game for them. So you see them get a little bit of an added boost in this game and in these games. And so, I mean, if you see, like, a, a Saudi Arabia sitting at minus two, I mean, at plus two, why not sprinkle them a little bit? Because the crowds do matter. Um, and I'd say another thing that I probably took away from this game and I, and I these games, and I said this earlier is we're going to see a ton of unders. Like it's hot. I don't care that they have water breaks. I don't care that they're playing at night. These dudes are cramping up. It's because not only it's just the heat, but it's the intensity of playing. What are some of your favorite bets that you have? I see a few of them here. Can you walk us through them? Yeah, so I'll give my absolute favorite first, and that's the first half over in Brazil. That's Brazil versus Serbia. A lot of people, a lot of people, like casual soccer fans, don't realize how good this Serbia team is. Like they have world class players in Mitrovic uh, and Vlahovic. These are guys who are quality, quality players. And then on Brazil, they're the favorites to win this tournament. They should probably win this tournament. They're going to score at will. They have forwards who are the best in the entire world. I think this is going to be an over game for me. Another game that I'm on that you guys are probably going to get excited about is Belgium versus Canada, both teams to score. I was absolutely shocked that this was minus 110. The back line of Belgium is very, very untrustworthy. And we have a, Can a, Can a Canadian team who has great forwards in Buchanan, David, Laren. And if somehow Davies can get fit throughout this tournament, then they'll be a team to be reckoned with. I like them to also advance. It's like plus 275. I think they're one of the better teams in the group. So a few days in, we saw a couple. You mentioned there could be some value on Argentina now after what happened this morning. Is there any other teams you look at with, with value? Maybe that's changing a little bit after a couple days because of what's happened so far? Um, not really yet. I, I wouldn't say, like, I was pretty dead set on my two teams being Spain and Brazil coming into this. I liked Denmark at the price that I got them. I got them at close to, like, 35 to 1. But they don't look good. They look like they're going to struggle to score. And then the value went down on Brazil. It, I would say I would wait, um, see what kind of shakes up in group play, maybe sprinkle a little on, on, on Argentina. They're going to bounce back. But I just didn't like them because if they win their group and things fall the right way, they're going to have a semifinal match against Brazil, the Copa America um, rematch. And I think Brazil beat them handedly. What about in the golden boot market? I know you talked about Mbappe just playing out of his mind. Of course, he is the favorite with Benzema out now. I can see that happening. Any other value um, plays in that market where you might be looking? Yeah, I was, re I was so ready to come on this show and tell you guys, man, I told you so about, um, about uh, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank right now, against Arturo Martinez, right? Arturo Martinez has a goal taken away by VAR, um, but then we realized this Argentina team's going to score a ton of goals. I don't know if I'd take Mbappe just because France doesn't like to kind of go for blood. I would probably look closer to a team in a player that's the goal funnel, and that's uh, Darwin Nunez of Uruguay because he's going to be the guy who scores. I'd imagine he'll probably take the spot kicks um, if they get penalties, and, and I have Uruguay going to the finals. 
So it's good value on him. I know he's floating around some places at uh, 25 to 1. I was fortunate I got a 50 to 1 on him, but I still think 25 to 1 is good value when you think that like a lot of these teams have so many cooks in the kitchen that they have to share the spatula with. Not really Uruguay. He's going to be the guy who's going to be scoring goals. So I'm glad you mentioned Uruguay, and you said you have him in the final. I, I took it before the tournament, 40 to 1 to win this thing. Why, why so high on them? What, what about Uruguay makes you feel like they can make a run here? So with Uruguay, you know, we've always questioned, uh, you know, are they going to start to age out of the tournament? Um, this year, it's something that's pretty beautiful. They're kind of fortunate. They have a good mixture of youth and experience. Like you think about guys like Godin, you think about Suarez, you think about Cavani. Those are all, you know, players who've played in multiple World Cups. Then you bring in the youth, like Valverde, who's playing out of his mind right now, something like seven or uh, seven goals or assists in his last nine games. Darwin Nunez, the striker from Liverpool, who's finally taking that next step. They are a solid, strong team. Uh, they're going to be strong in defense. They're going to be able to be creative in the midfield with Valverde helping them out. And then they're going to be able to finish with, I don't care if they play Suarez and Nunez or Cavani and Nunez, they're going to have quality forwards too. Just a few days in, are there any group winners or bets to advance that catch your eye? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'd, I'd see any group winners. Probably I would, if you like Wales, now is the time to take them. It's at plus 125. I, I said I like Argentina to, to win the group. I'd still probably take that. I didn't, I didn't personally bet them to win the group. or I didn't bet anything on Argentina outside uh, Martinez because I figured if they get there, Martinez will score a ton of goals. But there's a, a ton of value on plus 160. Um, a lot of the rest of them are going to be wait and see. Um, it's just There's just so much uncertainty right now with a lot of the teams not having played their first game. But, yeah, those are probably the ones I'd look at. Great stuff, Brad. Listen, we appreciate you hopping on. This is a fun week, uh, and we enjoy your expertise. And have a happy Thanksgiving. Brad Thomas, betting analyst, NBC Sports Edge on the World Cup, on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Aaron, that was uh, – I'm glad we brought him on. That was informative as we head into the next few days of this. And it, it, it's interesting how he mentioned the Argentina loss didn't really change their odds that much because to everyone else, it's like it's the biggest upset ever, but it's not totally killing them yet. Total. I thought the same thing in the golden boot market. Yeah. You know, Messi's still the second favorite. So um, my biggest takeaway from that was let's go Canada. <laughs> Sprinkle that money line. Every guest we have either has to be from Canada, pro-Canada, or a Dolphins fan. Those are the rules We like show. to gamble. I <laughs> yeah. mean, we're everywhere. Well, yeah. And um, <laughs> I'm also excited that he has Uruguay in the final. I mean, when we talked to Sebastian Salazar last week, he he that was the team he said to us. And I jumped on it right away. I have him 40 to 1 to win the whole thing. If if they go to the final, that would be incredible. And yeah. make that bet just feel like we, we got it, like we hit something. I wonder if Joe O has any uh, futures, or can, you can like rub it in. Yeah, well, he should be listening. I know he's you know he's not feeling great, and he hasn't been able to join us, but there's no reason he can't listen every day. Yeah, just tail our guests. That's right. Yeah, all right, we got a lot to do here moving over forward the rest of the show. NFL Team Futures next, a loaded 10 a.m. Eastern hour. Brian Baldinger will join us, top of the hour. Trista Crick for BetMGM tonight is going to be with us for the entire 10 a.m. Eastern hour. We'll get to player futures across the NFL. And while we have Trista, I'm sure a lot of NBA with games tonight and kind of a big-picture look at where ben we are right Simmons now. Simmons back in Philly, a hostile environment? Is he going to actually play tonight? Are we sure about that? <laughs> we'll find out. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, it's BetQL Daily right here. Presented by Bet MGM right here on the Beck UL Network.